This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. And while you're at it, go to participating Burger King restaurants where you can get two croissant witch breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two for one, only Burger King. Price and participation vary and restrictions apply. Next guest is a familiar voice on the show. It's former New England quarterback Drew Bledsoe, whom we've had on the before to talk about the draft, Patriots, Deflategate, you name it. But today's a little different because today we launch our high school football series with some of the best-known high school coaches across America, and Drew is one of them at Summit High School in Bend, Oregon. Drew, thanks for joining us again, and I'm going to turn the question over to another familiar voice. That'd be Ron Borges, who covered you in New England. What's the biggest adjustment, uh, Drew, you had to make calling plays for a high school team from what you were running in the NFL or even when you're at Washington State? You know, the biggest adjustment is you, 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 have to, you have to call plays for your personnel. When I first started doing it, we ran the ball really well, didn't throw it real well, and, uh, you know, had to, uh, had to manage through that as, we've, as that's progressed. You know, this last year we had some really good receivers and a quarterback that was playing well, and, and so, you know, you, you try to adjust to what you can do, um, which is always the case no matter what the level is, but it's just more magnified at the high school level. And then the other thing that... Uh, you know that that I had to do was was you know okay I, I've got to recognize these are you know sometimes 15 year old kids and expecting them to to do it exactly right the first time um, you know is, is pretty foolhardy um, but I loved the challenge I got to be honest with you being able to being able to uh, take a kid that uh, that can't really tie his shoes. Uh, when he gets to you and uh, teach him to become a good football player and, and have some success on the on the field is, is really a magical thing, and I've enjoyed every second of it. Drew, we know your dad coached you in high school, and now you've coached several of your sons. Did you have any reservations about taking on that special challenge? You know, initially, I, I really wanted to just be dad and sit in the stands. You know, I, I really did. And, and part, of the, part of that was due to the fact that, you know, these kids are already carrying, you know, notorious name or depending on your perspective <laughs> a famous name um but and i didn't want to add any any pressure to that but what i discovered fairly quickly is that uh that i had a, a wealth of knowledge um that uh you know sitting on it and not sharing uh the the knowledge that i had with with these kids you know wasn't the right way to do it and that's only partly that has to do with football you know i, I learned a lot of lessons both from my successes and probably more so from my failures through through life and through football and uh, having the platform to be around a group of, of high school boys on a daily basis and share lessons not just about football but about life with those guys was it was something that became an obvious choice for me and now that I've done it for a little while man I just absolutely love it you know this last year you know our team won a state title and I got the coach uh, uh, two of my sons and my third son was on the sidelines for the playoffs and knew all these guys from the time they were in second grade um, and watching those guys go on to, to the success that, that, that they had, even with all that I was able to do as a, as a player. It was definitely my favorite year in, in football. I just loved every bit of it. How did it compare to the Super Bowl nerves-wise? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's different, but uh, i, I got to admit, man, there, there, there are times when I was more nervous uh, coaching high school football than, uh, than I was playing in those big games. Um, you know, as a coach, you discover pretty quickly that it's that it's really different. That, you, that a lot of times you don't have the same control that you would have on the field in terms of making the play, um, but you feel more responsible if it doesn't work. You know, I just really feel like if we, 
you know, anytime we had a play that was unsuccessful, um, I felt like that was my fault, that I either didn't teach it well enough or uh, didn't call it at the right time or, or what have you. And, and uh, uh, so the sense of responsibility that I've, that I've felt as a coach is actually bigger than what I felt as a player. We're speaking with former quarterback and now assistant coach Drew Bledsoe on the Talk of Fame Network. And Drew kind of uh, answered part of my question that I was going to ask you early when you talked about your favorite year of football. I wanted to ask you about um, what you got more satisfaction, fulfillment, pleasure, whatever, uh, from getting to your first Super Bowl or, or winning a state high school championship as a assistant coach and as a father. You know, they're, they're, they're different things. Um, you know, for me, the personal satisfaction of, of, uh, of playing the game and, 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 and uh, being involved with the game at the very highest level and having some, some success was, was personally gratifying. But, but anybody that's a, that's a father um, understands that, you know, the pride you have and, and what your, your kids accomplish is greater than anything you accomplish on your own. Uh, and for me as, as a coach, and especially with this group of, of boys that, that, that grew up uh, with my sons, so I've known most of them since they were little kids, you know, I, I felt at least a sense of fathership to, uh, to each of them. And so um, you know, the pride that you have in watching those boys grow up and, and become you know, good young men and good football players and good citizens and, and all of those things, uh, it's a different thing. But uh, in, in a way, I, I feel more pride in, in you know, being able to, to help guide those guys uh, to their success and launch them on uh, a path to, to being adults um, was, was something that I just I, I really, really value. Any of this experience, Drew, take you back to uh, your own days in Walla Walla with your dad on the sidelines uh, coaching you and your brother? And uh, do you find yourself now saying things that came out of his mouth, which at the time when you were a kid you were looking at him sideways and, <laughs> and now you sort of understand it? <laughs> it's so funny, man. We... We, there's a number of guys that have a lot of football experience that are on our staff, and we all find ourselves falling back into some of the coach speak that we just rolled our eyes out when we were young. <laughs> you know, you're like, hey, come on, let's go, boys. Dollar waiting on a dime. Let's get it going. You know, I mean, these, yeah, yeah, like these, you know, these, these, uh, uh, you know, hey, you can't play in high heels, son. Let's go. Get off your roller skates. Just uh, like some, some of those, some of those, some of those things that, that I heard come out of my dad, my dad's mouth and, and some of some other coaches' mouths all of a sudden are coming out of my mouth, and I almost roll my eyes at myself when uh, when some of that <laughs> stuff happens. But uh, it, it, it makes it pretty funny. You know what they say: I mean, the older you get, the smarter your parents become. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, man? I, 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 uh, I and I, I'm watching these boys as they kind of roll their eyes at us. But I, at the same time, you know, I know without a without a doubt that some of the things that they're hearing, so at least some of it, is sticking, and hopefully, will help them be productive members of society as they go forward. Drew, what's the most important thing a high school coach does? The most important thing a high school coach does, well, there are a number of them, but, but I, would, I would say um, if I were to pick one, it would be to um, instill confidence in young men that um, doing things the right way, whether that's on the field, in the classroom, in the community, that doing things the right way pays off in um, direct and indirect ways for the rest of their life. Um, that's the thing that we really try to impart to our players, that being a good wide receiver, being a good offensive tackle, if that's all you accomplish in your, in your life, then, then you will have failed as a person and will have failed as coaches. You know, I think our boys kind of understand that. As, you know, they were, all of them, their GPA was really high as a team. They were great in the community. They did all kinds of things. And, and so instilling the confidence in them that, that putting in the hard work and doing things the right way 
ultimately pays off you know, for the rest of their life. Hey, Drew, with the success you've had at Summit, uh, can you ever see yourself becoming a head coach or, or moving on to a higher level of coaching? Nope, man, I'm right where I want to be. I want to be, <laughs> be an assistant coach at the high school level. Um, and being an assistant coach means I don't have to pass out pads. I don't have to talk to angry parents that, that are upset about their kids' playing time. I also have a very strict stipulation in my contract that I don't ride yellow school buses. Um, <laughs> so, Smart. So I, I just, I love, I love everything about coaching at the high school level and and you know it also it, it gives me the freedom you know friday before a game i can go play golf and still show up and coach the game it's not uh it's not the same level of time commitment um that you see at the other levels where they're out recruiting and doing off-season projects and all of those things you know that being said i give it way more time than i would ever have imagined giving a volunteer job uh but but uh but no i'm at the, the right level love being around high school boys you know they're just they're all trying to figure it out. I mean, we all remember what it was like being in high school, man. We, you don't know which way's up. You got, you know, girls running around, and you got all kind of you're learning to drive for the first time, and all the freedoms <laughs> and all that stuff that goes with that. And being around those guys as they're trying to navigate those uh, those uh, deep and stormy, sometimes stormy waters, is uh, it's a really cool privilege to be around them. Some of us still don't know which way is up, Drew. Hey, thanks so much for the time. Again, yeah, thanks, thanks so much, Drew. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always appreciate it. Yeah, and best thanks, of luck with the coaching. You. Really yeah, appreciate thanks, it, man. Drew. We're going to go get them again this year, see if we can repeat. You yeah, got, got to repeat, exactly. Absolutely. Thanks, Drew. Thanks right, a lot, thanks, Drew. That was former New England and Dallas, well, and Buffalo quarterback Drew Bledsoe, who's going to go get him again. Now a high school football coach. Wow, I don't want to be in his path. Coming up, you're going to hear why Ron's not exactly a fan of the NFL putting down a cooperate or else philosophy. Except, of course, when it comes to a certain New England quarterback. Yeah, you know <laughs> no. what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, this is the Talk of Fame Network. This is Steve Mariucci, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark on the Talk of Fame Network. 